Then we're live. Thank you, Doug. Today on Hive Live, we'll talk about the win scenarios. What has to happen and take place for the Charlotte Hornets to get in the play-in tournament to just get a top six seed? We'll talk about all of that. Plus, take a look at the available free agents. Slim pickings, but are there some guys out there that could help the Hornets next season? That's all today. Hive Live, Fun Friday, Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. <laughs> David just settling it. David just doing? settling into the show. As all, all I yes. heard in my headphones was David crunkling, settling into the show. Welcome, Hive Live. This is I'm how we stretching. do it. I'm not, I'm not used to getting up this early anymore to talk, Hornets. We are early. You know, this is this is the earliest Hive Live we've ever done. In fact, we were supposed to do it earlier, but we got down, I believe, Portland Trailblazers Reddit and also for all mankind yeah. Reddit before we started yeah. doing the show. And uh, we that was down, see- yeah, we, we that was that was an epic pregame uh, rabbit hole that we fell down into. But yeah, we've been doing these shows earlier in the morning now if you if you're downloading the audio version of the podcast or if you've got your notifications turned on on the youtube channel you might have noticed this past week that the shows are coming out a little bit earlier i think we're going to keep doing that so uh pay attention what what about nine o'clock eastern nine thirty eastern ten o'clock eastern somewhere around that time look out for our episodes to start dropping yeah, sometimes the pregame talk goes a little long and then we'll end up dropping the episode around like 10 or 10.30. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes that's David's fault for coming in and just stirring the pot because we got on the yeah. Mission mission Impossible conversation, which, that, I mean, that's fuel to the fire for Doug. He wants to talk about Mission Impossible right here, right you're now. Tem- we you're can tempting do me. You're tempting me. I've got, okay. I, well, let's save it. Let's save it for the third segment. I do have Mission Impossible. I always have Mission Impossible thoughts. we got a new one coming out pretty soon, although I think it might be delayed. <laughs> next I'm year, really, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm frustrated by that. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I would take a new Mission Impossible over 10 Top Gun sequels oh, any day of the week. Oh, easy now. Easy. People now. liked Pump it. The air easy. Pump the air brakes. Well, he's giving you two. I mean, he's, I think you're going to have two for the next, you know, one for the next each of the two years. So you're in good shape. Just be patient, Doug. I want to talk about win scenarios and I want to get to this uh, YouTube chat. We've already got people hopping on it and I'm sure because we're going earlier, we might get some new names in the chat. So if it's your first time in the hive live chat, let us know, let us know where you're from. For example, I'm seeing a name that I haven't seen uh, before very much. Rod Rodriguez, Rod squared uh, saying good morning. Always great information in your podcast. Hello from Miami. Rod Rod. Yeah, appreciate appreciate that, Rod. All right, we'll get some new guys in here, new people listening to us, and we appreciate you for joining us. I'm Walker Mail. That's Doug Branson, the founder of the pod. That's David Walker, also kind of a founder, right? Like, when did you come on to the pod? Were you there from day one, David? I appreciate that, Walker. I really do. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, certainly from day one of Locked On Hornets, not okay. from day one of the Podcats. I okay. believe, Doug, that was your baby. Way you want to go down a little? Way. You want to go down history real quick? You mean run down why the history not? of this podcast? Please do. Please this do. This podcast, well, good, why not? It's fun Friday. This podcast mm-hmm. began in 2013 as Podcats. We were covering so the Carolina Panthers and the Bobcats. By the way, name even back in 2013, naming your podcast Podcats did not track <laughs> well on the SEO. Was not good. It was not a great name. Uh, we quickly got rid of that name and started just covering uh the charlotte basketball team we moved to hive talk live when the bobcats became the hornets and that was hosted by me and spencer percy who now hosts uh buzzbeat and we used to bring on david walker a lot as a guest and uh then when we moved to at the hive the sb nation blog uh david and i hosted it and then that became locked on hornets and then the rest is history and you guys were with Locked On Hornets from day one, from the Locked On launch, from right. the launched on. Right. Yeah, 2016 yep. yeah. was Locked On. We were yeah. the four. I think we were the 14th podcast that now has over 200 podcasts, which what, is crazy. I think the funniest thing in there, I'm sure that you kind of dropped a bomb when you said that you and Spencer Percy used to do the podcast together. Like, I wonder how many Hornets fans that just dabble in a whole bunch of different Hornets content. Well, what? Doug and Spencer used to be on the pod together. Well, it, was, it, was part of, it was part of the, uh, what was it, Queen City Hoops. So mm-hmm. it was part of that ES, when ESPN used to do the local yeah. blogs. What was that called? Uh, True Hoop Network. So oh, yeah. it, was, okay. it was part of it was part of that whole thing 
uh, because we used to, so when I did podcasts and then like I started, I probably started Hive Talk Live before I brought Spencer on and then Spencer used to come on the show a lot as a guest. And I was like, Hey, why don't we do the podcast together? That's usually how this happens. I used to mm-hmm. just bring people on as guests and then they just have so much fun that they end up sticking around. All right. Well, well, I appreciate you for downgrading to me and just having me on from <laughs> t- t- 2018 on. I'm not going anywhere, baby. I'm right here. I'm right here, Doug. And we're going to talk about some of these win scenarios. What's the scenario? If you want to put a tribe song title on it, what I want to do is go with, what has to happen for the Hornets if they're going to make the play-in tournament? What has to happen for the Hornets if they're going to get a top six seed? Maybe just miss the playoffs outright. Let's start with the worst and then build up from there. You want to you want to do something with the rules there, Doug? Real quick. Well, I was just I, my I'm curious mm-hmm. on everyone's thoughts about like if nothing happens, if yeah. nothing ha- if well, let's That's say the assumption, right? Right. Nothing else yeah. happens in free agency. They don't use the mid-level exception. They don't use the biannual exception. They bring nobody in mm. and they they are without Miles Bridges for next season. What what are we talking about win total wise? What are we talking about play in probabilities? Yeah, we're going to get to your comments and questions really throughout the show. Probably lean heavily on you guys producing the show for us in the third segment. So keep those questions coming in. Doug will probably keep scrolling, maybe not paying attention to me when I talk with these scenarios, but he will be listening to you. So make sure you put those questions in and all of your comments. Let's start with the very worst, right? Let's talk about the scenario where the Hornets do not even get into the play-in tournament, where they are not one of the top, even, you know, any of the top seeds in order to get there from 8 through 10. So if that happens, Doug, first off, I guess my question is, if nothing happens, right, the scenario you just threw out there where they don't use any of their money that they could use and they have the roster intact, what you see right now, this is without Miles Bridges, is that team bad enough? to just not get into any play-in scenario? Or is LaMelo Ball too good for that to happen? Is Terry Rozier too much of a score where at least you're going to run into some 40-point games? Are they too good for them to just outright miss any postseason action? I think if they did nothing and no one significantly improved, then you're probably looking at a ceiling of 35 wins and if Gordon Hayward isn't healthy for a large portion of this season you're probably I'd knock off at least five wins there so you're probably looking at a 30 win season if you get no no massive improvement off the board they don't you know all these young players that we saw in summer league no one takes a big leap that then I think easily this is a you know and and Gordon Hayward's not healthy this is a 30 win team yeah, I think Gordon Hayward obviously is key again, um, how how healthy he can stay. And they're obviously going to be counting on him more so now just with the Miles Bridges situation. So if he is not healthy, then I think that's a almost a no-brainer there, Walker and, and Doug, that they are going to have struggles just getting to that 35-win point. Yeah, the, the only thing is you have a couple of teams in the East that are going for Wimbenyama. So you have the Indiana Pacers who don't have a ton of talent anymore, especially now that they weren't able to land DeAndre Ayton. Detroit's kind of interesting because they have a lot of young talent, but they are Always very are. young, right? Like, yeah, of course, but but Detroit having Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, our boy Jalen Duran, right? Like, is that is that fun enough? Yeah, and good just, enough? just don't say his name anymore. Uh, just sorry. don't. I, just, I would like to make a rule. Call him something else. Call him anything else. Player hey. X, I don't care. Just don't mention Jalen. Player X makes him sound awesome. You, that would hurt more, I would imagine. He sounds no, like No, I just don't want to hear his name anymore. But I'm, it's no disrespect to him. It's, in fact, it's respect to him, and I wish he was a member of the Charlotte Hornets. Well, and this thing, too, with Brooklyn will move on to make you forget. Like, Thank is you. Kevin is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving gone, or are they still there and they're just not playing? So is Brooklyn too bad to make the playoffs? I, I do. I think the Hornets are probably a little a little too good as currently constructed to mm. just miss everything to entirely. Miss everything. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, but, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. It, like, if everybody stays healthy and you're assuming LaMelo is going to make some sort of jump somewhere. And, you know, Steve Clifford is going to make this team a better defensive unit like i i believe that even without a miles bridges in there he's going to bring some principles he's going to demand some things that's going to take them up the rankings defensively uh of course questions where they're going to kind of get that production that miles gave them but you've still got scoring on that team right and who knows what's going to happen in the east so i'm kind of with you walker like if they just run it back throwing mark williams at center maybe he 
develops into your starter somewhere along the way, uh, they're right there. They're right right there where they always are, right? I yeah. Mean, that's the thing, that's guys, the with problem. this team, no matter what happens, Kimba leaves, uh, LaMelo comes in. They're always right there. The play-in game is kind of the Mendoza line for them. Right. And so barring injury, that's the easy escape route for what's the scenario because you can say, oh, the worst thing that happens is everybody gets injured. And, and so that probably has to happen for them to miss everything entirely. But let's allow that to transition us into what has to happen for them to continue to be a play-in team. It probably means keeping the roster as currently constructed, right? Like this is just how it is where you don't have massive internal improvement, which right now seems like what they're banking on. And PJ Washington, you're probably going to ask, ask him to do stuff that he's just, it's probably a little too much. You know, I love PJ. We know that's well-documented. I think he's an excellent defender, but I know his limitations handling the basketball, trying to create for others. He's not somebody that you give the basketball to and say, hey, go get me a bucket. He's a spot-up guy. He can bully down low. He got better at shooting at the rim, but internal improvement means just knocking down more of those shots. LaMelo, maybe he can create his own shot. He's probably too good for you to miss the play-in entirely is – he going to need a lot more internal improvement help in order to get them to a top a top six spot. Like, yeah, this is kind of status quo. Like I, that that's kind of what I expect from this team is to get into the play in tournament, except maybe just on the back end. Yeah. So what's the scenario that they, okay, let's, uh, we, I think we talked through that. Let's yeah. talk through what, what happens if they're, what has to happen for them to be a six seed. So they skip the play in tournament. Oh my God. We're talking best case scenario. Uh, what what do you think about that, David? What what's best case scenario? Uh, Lamelo goes nuclear. I mean, for me, right? And everyone else kind of stay, stays stays. All NBA, all NBA yeah. third team, all NBA second team. What what are you? I I think all NBA first team is is a, a bit of a stretch goal for year number <laughs> MVP contention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be that'd be tough. But but third team, second team. What are you thinking? Third team. Yeah, I mean, third team being that conversation there. Um, and I think you know Terry continues to do what he does. PJ, to your point, Walker probably has to take a step up, right? He's got to do a little bit more, uh, provide them a little bit more. Of course, Gordon Hayward has to say, I mean, that's for them to 60, Gordon Hayward would have to play. I mean, what's the, what's the line for you guys really guys? Yeah. Is it 60, 60 games. I, I would have, I would have said 65, but yeah, it's no yeah. difference. Right? I would have yeah. said 69. Wa- yeah. Nice. Mm, so yeah, I think that's nice. probably good. Um, if you talk about just like the X factor, if you want some good old fashioned radio talk, who are the, your list of X factors? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rank no radio better, radio. no better letter in the English language in mm-hmm. sports radio than X. Mm-hmm. X factors. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Gordon X. Hayward, whether it's because you traded him or not, you know, if he's healthy, he's clearly one of the better players on this team, but the contract is the best. Someone well, say the best. Yeah. So, the general yes. manager would say the best. Some some closely. He's been on the right. Ra- he goes on the record with that. I, I can't it. wait for preseason. I, mean, I, I want it again. Straight. I want the best player to be Gordon Hayward. <laughs> yeah. So Gordon Hayward's clearly you have to one ask of the better that, players by the way, on this Walker, team. Walker, Walker, you, you, it's your responsibility. Stop telling me questions to ask at press uh, conferences. Who's the best player? Mitch, who's the best player? <laughs> no, it is your I'm tell I'm I'm putting it down now for the I'm commenters, YouTube commenters. You have to hold Walker accountable on this. <laughs> Walker needs to ask Mitch Kupchak who the best player on this team is. Yeah, it was perfect. That's exactly what I'll do. Um, yeah, Gordon Hayward is, I think, towards the top, but the contract is so bad, it's clearly beneficial for this team to trade him and try to get some other talent here. So Gordon Hayward is the X factor, whether he's on the roster or whether he's not, because you traded him for something else in return, and now you've actually kind of helped out the future outlook of this team. You know, I, I think you know Jalen McDaniel's kind of sneaky here too, because Steve Clifford values defense so much. Who are the guys that are not going to get played off of the court defensively? Mm-hmm. Jalen McDaniels is one of those players. Offensively, helps in transition, can knock down the open shot. You know, there there are some ball handling skills to his game where if those are ironed out, then Jalen can take that step up to where can he get to. 10 consistently a game 12 consistently a game on good shooting and if he does that that really helps then all of a sudden like we were talking about him playing over Kelly Oubre last year anyway because Kelly was just such an atrocious defender and he went ice cold from the field so Jalen was better last year certainly in the second half can you get to where there's just absolutely no question Jalen is better even offensively that that's a real 
real possible internal improvement development there, Doug, where I think that could really help the Hornets. No, I think you're right because, look, without Miles Bridges, it's easy to slot Gordon Hayward into the three spot and then P.J. into the four spot, and then, you know, your five is going to be a battle between Plumlee and and Mark Williams. So that's easy to figure out. What's less easy to figure out is – who picks up that responsibility off the bench and it's going to be players it's going to be players that haven't necessarily been given a lot of minutes previously like Jalen McDaniels like possibly JT Thor do any of those players yeah. take that opportunity to raise their game even possibly into most improved player territory uh, and, and so you would be talking about Jalen McDaniels doing so much that it just opens everyone's eyes or PJ Washington. Is he a candidate for most improved player? As I said last season, the reason they overachieved last season is that they had several players in contention for the sixth man and most improved player awards. So it's got to be that it's got to be LaMelo raising his game to all NBA level. And it can't just be that. And someone getting into contention for sixth man of the year or most improved player. Maybe it's Kelly Oubre buying in on the defensive end and becoming more of an all around player. I would put that low on the probability list, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's, it's obviously possible if you're getting optimistic, that's what has to happen. And I go back to what David said. One of the, one of the musts is that people buy into what, to what Steve Clifford wants to institute defensively, which includes a lot of stuff in transition. Can they get, can they go from bottom of the league to like 18th in the league? Not, not, I'm not talking about top 10 defense. I don't think this team is ready for that. Maybe next season team's not ready for that right now. 18th, 17th, 16th. I'll keep going. 15th. Could they get there? I think the ceiling is middle of the road. 15th in the league defensively. If they get there, then yeah, I, I'll add a couple of wins to my you know 35, mm-hmm. 35 scenario. And I'm not buying, by the way, that the East is all that better. And people are t- talking about the East getting better. I'm not buying it yet. I think that the top, the the contenders are who we've seen in the last year or two, right? But we're I don't, the Hornets are not. We're not in the conversation with Boston and you know Philly and. Uh, Milwaukee, like that's a different planet. I think who knows with Brooklyn? I mean, who literally who knows they could be down where they were last year, kind of in that Hornets territory, depending on what happens. But yeah, I mean, I I think, like I said, I mean, this is every year. This is just rinse and repeat where the Hornets end up. It's a bad space to be. There's no doubt about it. Um, Yeah. And I don't think the East, I don't know if the East got, a ton better this year, but it almost doesn't matter because they absolutely did get a lot better last year. And so if those guys just remain status quo, then that's going to hurt the Hornets to the point where they're going to be play inbound once again. Okay. Just really quick scenario. The Hornets win the NBA championship. Here's the scenario. I go into my kitchen. I trip and fall over one of my kids toys. I bump my head pretty severely. I black out. I have a fantasy. In that fantasy, I'm playing point guard for the Charlotte Hornets alongside LaMelo, who we've moved to shooting guard and we win the NBA championship. That's the scenario folks. (laughs) Why did you put yourself over LaMelo at point guard? I didn't put him over. I slid LaMelo. Why why did you, why did you, why did you just go to shoot? The height, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. I think it says six feet on my driver's license, but I'm pretty sure I lied it's, at the DMV. That's not true. All right, I have a couple of other. <laughs> I wore, uh, I wore high heels. Uh, <laughs> you needed, you needed to get to six feet, and you did that any way possible, David. You had. They don't measure. You can say line. anything. They don't measure you. <laughs> I'm well, test I was just saying time. one scenario I think is highly unlikely, just because we've never seen it happen before, is if some of these young guys really improve i'm thinking like a book night even a thor well uh, that's i wanted to get to that too yeah th- yes yeah, so so that would allow mitch to make moves in season you know unload some of these terries and some of these contracts yep. that they may be able to improve the team that way we just haven't seen it done uh we've seen the improvement we've seen the roster improve in the off season and individual guys get better but we haven't seen them leverage that into you know, in-season trades, moves, what have you. Uh, So that would be one scenario that's just, it doesn't seem likely because we haven't seen it, but that's obviously another route they could take, um, you know, if, if it presents itself. I just want to, I just want, I just want to prepare people that 
we've been talking a lot about the scenarios where they get in the play in. I think if you looked at sort of the distribution of probabilities of, of where this season can go, because there's so many variables like injuries and suspensions and different things. I think the distribution of scenarios is heavily weighted on not only missing the play in, but possibly being in contention for like mid lottery. Like I just, I don't yeah. uh, right now, un- unless they make some moves in free agency, I don't, and there are not many to make, and it still wouldn't raise my hope all that much. But without barring that, I, I have low hopes for this season going. Yeah, the, the two things I'll say before we move on. James Booknight's interesting. <clears throat> as far as like the, the widest range of outcomes that could take place, I think James Booknight might be that guy because he is so talented. But I have no clue how much he's going to play next season. We did see the scoring ability. Can we get a more consistent Kelly Oubre type of game from James Booknight as far as being that guy off of the bench and come in and score um, and then just have that actually play out throughout the whole season like that's the kind of role I want to see from Booknight and then we'll see if he starts or whatever and you know he won't start over Terry the other thing is ultimately if they're going to make the playoffs a top six seed there has to be a significant trade not just a trade there Mm -hmm. has to be a significant trade and I think that, that that's possible but we have not seen this team do that under Mitch Kupchak and maybe it's because they didn't feel like that was the time. If you do feel like it's the time now, that's the only way I can see them getting to a top six seed. And, right. and I'll just say, guys, this, I mean, this offseason is one huge black cloud at this point. There's so much um, to, to kind of be distraught over with the Hornets in this offseason. But I still think they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, I, I mean, a lot of it depends on what Clifford does, uh, how much he really buys into committing to staying with that upbeat pace that that fast-paced offense you know letting Lamelo do his work but I, I, they've got Lamelo out there for one He's yeah Melo, fun Melo's watch. fun proof right like you're you're always right. gonna have fun with him on your team so I think once things get rolling they have a chance to still be a fun league pass team be an entertaining team on the floor which is all we asked for 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 many many years um, and if things go right, you know, they could land exactly where they have been landing in that playing game, maybe sneak in to one of the top six seeds if, if everything goes well and they make a trade. But I still think it's going to be a fun team to watch at times. It's There are just so many variables. I mean, in the Clifford mm-hmm. thing, we haven't even hit on that that much. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like once they get in there and start working. Okay. Talked about a lot there. We'll get to some of your questions in a moment, but we'll also have this coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We talked about making some moves via trade. What about free agents that are still available? Is there anybody that could help the Hornets next season? <laughs> Is there anybody I don't know. out there? Yeah, Doug continues to sing when we come back, but not before we talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball regular season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. More Hive Live coming up next. Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. We got a couple of rookies here. I got David spreading fake news. Guess what? Four championship games in a row. Continuous success, sustainability. I've got Steve Bob not plugging in his headphones. Which I would love to see JaVale McGee. Uh, you know, get out there on the ice velodrome or whatever you call those things. This is a professional show we're trying to run here. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We have the early bird group joining us on this Hive Live this fun Friday. So, Doug, why don't you reward the early birds with some of the uh, questions we can read on air? Are you going to scroll or do you have some in the bank ready to roll? Oh, I have one from a uh, longtime uh, participant on the chat. In fact, we gave him a nickname, Danny, on the chat. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm afraid to report that we that the Hornets have lost Danny on the chat. Uh, Danny has been full of hope, <laughs> no. full of promise, yeah. full of happiness for a long time, and and they've killed that. So I'm just going to read through just several of Danny's Danny's chats here. Uh, Mitch is incompetent. Guy contradicts himself constantly from press conference to press conference. Isn't capable of doing anything well outside of drafting. Next message. 
How are we supposed to have any good feeling about this team when they poop the bed on the things within their control and can't navigate the things outside of their control well either? Next chat. I just wish I could root for a team where if wasn't doing the heavy lifting when mm. it comes to winning games, LOL. Mm. We've lost Danny on the we chat, have, RIP 2022. If I were to come up with a group of loyal listeners over the years and I were to read that comment without giving you the name and then I was to say, hey, guess who it was? I don't think anybody would guess Danny on the chat, right? Like, no, nobody would say it's it was the him. Old, it's the old Walter oh. Cron- Cronkite. Like, we've, yeah. we've lost, we've lost Danny. Danny. I feel you though. I don't. I don't think you made any terrible points by any means. So I apologize that you have to watch all of this, Doug. What else do you have for us there in the chat from anybody else that uh, you thought asked some interesting questions or comments? Scrolling now, Nick uh, says we should pay PJ now uh, before he goes crazy, and we have to overpay uh, Nick. The problem with that is that paying him now uh, would would most likely have would require going near or into the luxury tax, which it seems this team is unwilling to do. Um, Does that kind of answer your Miles Bridges question next year, too? If you were to pay P.J. Washington now, is that Uh, kind of hinting at your we figured out what we're doing with Miles and we're going to let him go? Be good. That would be a totally good hint. But even but even it just depends on what you think. If you can get a bargain for PJ by paying him now, and if PJ look, you know, PJ might do the same thing that Miles Bridges did, which is say I want to delay that decision until the next off season when I feel I can go into the open market and get more money. And, um, you know, we'll, you know, if they, if, because even if they do it this season, they're still going to get close to the luxury tax because of the almost $10 million they're paying to Nick Batum's, um, you right. know, dead carcass. So <laughs> alive in LA, not, not completely dead over there. They brought him no, back. No, no, just dead. Just dead in our hearts. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It's not, he's not, I'm sorry. He's not actually dead. I'm not, mm. I'm not reporting anything there. Yeah, don't do that. Play the speculation music. In fact, don't even do that. We know. We can see for ourselves. Um, anything else, Doug, or, sh- or should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's talk about some of the free agents available out there for the Charlotte Hornets to get. David, Doug, have you guys looked at the list at all? Like, I mean, yeah. if you hadn't, then it still might be the same answer of there's nobody out there for for uh, for the help or for the benefit of Charlotte. But, Doug, it seems like you have a name. Well, I tell you, there are three former Charlotte Hornets uh, slash maybe one of them was a Bobcat. I know Um, one was the uh, on the list of the best remaining 2022 NBA free agents ranked. Would you like to take a guess at who those players are? The bet. This is according to SB Nation's best remaining free agents left in the pool. Three former Hornets on the list. Um. I mean, yeah, Montrez Harrell would be one of my guesses. He is number two on the list, but okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's un- very unlikely that he comes back to the show. Well, to be honest, but, but I will say about this about Montrez, of the guys that I saw, Doug, that are available, Montrez is the one that I would most want to bring back. Yeah. You had to be really confident about Mark Williams yes. playing big well, minutes. Well, well, for fine, but offensively, again, it was never about offense for Montrez. You know, that the pick and roll did work for LaMelo. In the play-in game where they laid an egg, Montrez was the one that actually seemed like he gave a bleep. He got to the free throw line and was hitting some foul shots and was actually taking it to those guys. Yeah, like, I'll always have love for Trez, man. You know, again, we know his limitations, but when you look at this list, this wouldn't have been true at the beginning of free agency by any means. But now, July 22nd? I mean, Trez, Trez would come in and actually give you some helpful things. And I don't know how much that is there with the other free agents available. Right now, people saying, uh, I'm looking at reports here. A lot of reports have Montrez uh, going to the Heat. The Heat. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Great. Well, he has the legal matters, too. You know, three pounds of weed. That'll show some teams away. Yeah, so yeah, the I mean, there's that there's that baggage that the heat might the heat culture might be able to sustain, mm-hmm. uh, but probably not a great idea right now in the in the environment that the Charlotte Hornets are dealing with. So uh, it, the two other names, there's two more. Anyone? 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 Dwight Howard, top. one of them. Yeah. Dwight Howard is oh, okay. number twelve on the list. Of course, play for the Charlotte Hornets. And finally, uh, he hit a couple of big shots against Toronto. No way, Jeremy Lamb. 
Jeremy Lamb okay. is number 14 on the list. Both uh, both Lamb and Dwight Howard are unrestricted free agents. I'm glad he got his money, but I hate he also fizzled out with the injuries, just not allowing him to do too much in Indiana. Jeremy Lamb, a fun Charlotte Hornet, like the growth that was there. Steve Clifford, you know, putting him in the doghouse for a while, but then he somehow blossomed. He was the rose in the crack of the cement and then goes to Indiana after he gets now, paid and just gets injured. Howard could be interesting. They brought they brought in Howard uh, to play under Steve Clifford. Now that was a that was a massive trade that was trying to unwind uh, mm-hmm. what they did with the Miles Plumley trade. This would be an entirely different scenario. Where so the Mason in- Plumley trade. Or was a Plumley involved in that trade? Miles. Was was Miles. Miles. Oh, did I okay. say Mason? I meant no. Miles. No, I don't know. I, thought okay. I heard. Yeah, go ahead. You don't I think it was go. Marshall Plumley, actually. Okay. <laughs> There's too many. Uh, it's, uh, we're done with the Plumleys, I think. Um, so, yeah, Dwight Howard, that could be interesting. Uh, there's another one, number four on this list, Hassan Whiteside, prior to Gastonia. You've been bringing back a local kid. We, we tried to bring yeah. him on the Hornets forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been what's, that what's the top, what, Utah Jets. What are, what are, yeah, what are some of the top uh, top guys left there, Doug? Uh, Colin Sexton at one is is the big prize left. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's an option. Carmelo Anthony at three. Hassan Whiteside at four. I mentioned Montrez was at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Bledsoe at five. I mean, because you're looking, well, let's talk about what they're looking for in free agency, right? I mean, they're probably still looking for possibly another big, yeah. a backup point guard, because really you don't necessarily, you, you tried to fill that with Ish Smith. You ended up trading Ish Smith away. You bring in Isaiah Thomas. They've been just trying to patch up this backup point guard position. So you think Isaiah Thomas, not a Denny Schroeder? Your boy. <laughs> He's number six. I listed him as uh, as my like quintessential mid point guard. So we're counting out Isaiah Thomas returning then? Or are you saying that's my, you, you're out on that? Well, he's just not up here on the list, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that we're going yeah. down the available options. You know, Isaiah, a good mentor, you know, he he gave us some good moments for, I guess, the two months he was on the team, if yeah. that. Um, yeah. Number eight, I mean, Wancho Hernan Gomez, uh, movie star. Yeah. Yes. Now we're talking. Victor Bo Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. Bo Bring Cruz. on Victor Cruz. He looked great in the movie. I the problem Victor with Cruz, no, Victor Cruz is the football player. He's the Bo Giants Cruz. wide receiver. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. Oh, sorry, yeah, Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. Yes. Victor <laughs> Cruz is available though. I think if you wanted yeah. to pay him, the problem you run Bo into. Cruz. I watched it one time. I was half asleep. <laughs> the problem you run into for the Hornets with any of these, you know, name guys. <laughs> um, I'll throw Bo Cruz and there's Victor a name guy. Cruz. Like you're, you're, you're battling, you're kind of battling with uh, teams that have a chance to give these guys, you know, a shot at a ring or a deep playoff run. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's, that's what you can't offer them right now. So it's always going to be slim pickings for the Hornets. I mean, I I think if they're going to bring in anything, they've, I mean, center again, I think would be number one on my list. Uh, Who else in that, in that, in that, you know, down low, Doug, do you have uh, for, for like post players, anybody else out there? Uh, Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins listed at 11, okay. LaMarcus okay. Aldridge listed at 13, and uh, Bruno Fernando listed at 16. Also, Frank Jackson, another guard, a possible backup yeah. point guard, yeah. who the Hornets originally drafted before trading that pick away. Yeah, I mean, it's... The ba- I think that was the bacon. That was a bacon trade. Well, the, you know, the top guy you named was Colin Sexton, and... You know, remember Back he up was point guard. Well, he was he, he was <laughs> he was reported to be the player that was the most valuable thing the Hornets could get in return for a possible Kimball Walker trade. Remember, like that was it was it was Colin, and then it might have been one of those Cleveland picks at the time in exchange for Kimba and that was it. And so when we talked about whether trading Kimba was the right thing, because we all got mad at Mitch Kupchak for just letting him walk and eventually the Hornets get nothing if they weren't going to give him what Kimba wanted, you know, as far as as far as the financials go, should you have made that trade? You know, and, and Colin, when we talk about at least some kind of star power, Average 24 points in the 2020-2021 season. Average 16 in the 11 games that he played just last year. You know, shot well from the field. The three-point shot, 
the first three years, the three point shot 40, 38, 37. Like, I don't know what that would look like. I mean, the fit does seem weird to me with, with Colin because I, I feel like a lot of, of his game also involves him having the basketball in his hands. You know, he's not a big assist guy, but LaMelo, to me, I, I think so much of when we talk about star fits or guys in the backcourt, I think LaMelo helps you out a decent amount. Look, it Colin might be a bad idea. I don't know where his injuries, where his like medical history is right now. You know, I, I know, again, 11 games last year, Cleveland doesn't want him because they have Darius Garland, Okoro, you know, they're going in a different direction, but yeah, like I don't just, if, if you're looking to make a splash, right. If you're looking to make some kind of, Hey, boom, talent, let's inject it into the Hornet system. Collins, an interesting name, you know, I, yeah, the, the weird's probably too fit. Uh, the, the, the weird, the fit is probably too weird though. Uh, Joseph on the chat saying rat would rather have Sexton than Kimba. Can Sexton be a shooting guard? Oh, yes. yes. They wanna, and he also wants Look. to trade Terry Rozier. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, just on the Kemba piece, he's, you know, uh, God love Kemba um, legend, obviously here. Uh, he's borderline unplayable at times the last uh, couple of years. Um, so I don't know what that would look like if he were Clifford would or, find or a way. <laughs> yeah, he would. Patch All them right. together. Man, I can't um, believe that Colin Sexton is really falling off. I mean, he's fallen that far. Like, I mean, me we're either. talking... That's crazy. Well, it's got to be injury stuff and then pay, right? Like, I don't know what Colin is looking for or his representatives, but, you know, if, if he's looking for a ton of money based off what he did the first three years in the league, maybe even just what he did two years ago, but the injuries are scaring teams off. I, yeah, I just, I, to be honest, I just don't know enough about that situation. I, I could just be, you know, talking without having done enough research, which is very clear, but like, yeah, that Colin, Colin was a talented player. Um, I don't think there's much probability that they bring back Jeremy Lamb, especially after they hired Steve Clifford. I don't feel like that's yeah. that, that would be um, a likely scenario. Eric Pascal, Pascal the Rascal, is listed at 10th. That might that might be a again. We're talking about low risk scenarios, not like pe- or you know not not players that are gonna you know, automatically blow your mind. Um, Lou Williams also listed at 15th. If you felt like you need a little scoring punch, I was gonna say how, how does that how does that Cap, stack up Cap to you, Williams? It, it's so funny to hear all of these names and then just remember how they were involved in Hornets rumors once upon a time. Remember Lou Williams was a guy that the Hornets were looking at. Dwight Howard did play for the Hornets. Colin Sexton, we were able to like six degrees to the Charlotte Hornets. You can get there with a lot of these players that we're talking about in like in one degree, you know, just, yeah, Lou Williams being one of those players. Can you imagine a a Lou Williams, Kelly Oubre uh, sharing the floor? I mean, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you've got Tsunami Poppy and you've got Captain Lou. So the captain on the high seas. I mean, I like it. I think that's a good combo. Captain Minton Hill. Right. Um, hey, real quick on the Colin Sexton thing. So I've got some info pulled up. So he missed a lot of last season after tearing right. his uh, meniscus 11 games into the year. And he was on track for a big payday. This is on the SB Nation article before that happened. Um, so should be a strong market, but it looks like he's not going to sign until Duran and Irving that whole situation yeah. gets oh figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I didn't know if there was anything else beyond the meniscus or if like people are, are still scared about that going forward, but yeah, you know, that's, if, if, if you wanted to act like you're putting some talent on this team and, and doing something, but he's not, but, know. but, but here's yeah. the thing, the Hornets, because they're over the cap have only yeah. a couple of tools available to them. The mid-level exception, which we're thinking is probably around like right. $10.5, $11 right. million dollars a year, and the biannual, which is like, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of like three and a half to $6 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. So not neither of those gets it done for You're right. Sexton. You're right. I, yeah. The yeah. Mon- yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the money, which is kind of important. When not my money. Oh, yeah, not- Walker finally going in my, going in my <laughs> camp. Not my yeah, money. That's exactly what I was doing. No, I don't care. No, just let's let- look. The thing is, Welcome. I might have. I might have a billion over here. I might have a billion dollar payroll, but I'd also have a championship. So you can't fault me for that. I'm just going to pay everybody a billion dollar salary. It always works. Uh, All right. You want to get to some comments and questions before we move on to the third segment? Let's do it on. Let's do it on the other side. Okay. All right. We'll do coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We are going to lean on you heavily to create our own content here in the third segment coming up next. Be the star of the show. Write us your comments and questions coming up next. Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. 
And would, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Shards? No, I would not have. That's not Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Doug, what do you got for us? Who's writing in some hot stuff? Well, we've got Mojo on the chat, says not a free agent, but what do you think about LJ Figueroa? He played well in the summer league. That's uh, Mojo there, and he brings up a good point. We've been talking about free agents. We haven't talked a lot about that that two-way spot. They still have one available. They've given one already to Bryce McGowan's. Uh, David, we I don't think we've had you on at all uh, since summer, summer league. league. So, so give it, give us some thoughts on LJ Figueroa and then, and then transition your way into your thoughts on summer league as a whole. I don't watch summer league guys. <laughs> I gave up on it this year. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Sorry. Well, I, what I love, Doug set you up with having, with well, I saw like him shaking his head warning. I knew, I knew what was LJ, coming. <laughs> right. An LJ Figueroa yeah. question after coming back from vacation with, nah. with just zero warning. Yeah, nah. that's. No, nah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I, yeah. I, I, so no thoughts on LJ. Nah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you can tell us about Larry Johnson later. Yeah. LJ Figueroa, man. I mean, as or, far or as the two way spot, would, would you go with LJ, Doug, as one of the two way spots? So we have, you know, Brady Manick, Tyshawn Alexander, Langelo Ball, um, you know, LJ Figueroa, um, Jalen Crutcher, who I would think say you'd say no on. You know, if you, I think if you didn't feel strongly about anyone else in summer league, I, I would, I would look outside of the team because mm. I didn't see anything from Manick and LJ it, it, enough consistency over summer league to really. Now, now they've got training camp. Maybe they invite all of these guys to training yeah. camp, and they've seen some things in in practice that we haven't seen. I, I haven't seen anything to justify that other two way spot over somebody else that they they may be viewing. I, I mean, I think if you find no one else, I know this is gonna. <laughs> uh, you accuse me a lot yeah. of pandering, and and maybe this yeah. is a little bit of pandering. But if you're if you don't have really a strong feeling about anyone, then just bring Leangelo along yes, for the ride. Yes, and you it's know time. make your make your st- start to make your star happy. Right, they have to. They have to. I mean, they, they've got to start making moves in that direction. It's yeah, time. look, it's I, I say we stops. It's not look, going well. You know, it is funny. Like the I will say here we are talking about pandering, right? But remember when there was that report? It was last free agency period, not this most recent one, but the one before it where there were some rumors about the Charlotte Hornets actually trading for Lonzo Ball. And people, you know, it's you could say, oh, yeah, they're just doing that because they want to keep LaMelo happy. Man, Lonzo would be awesome here. And, and I, I thought about it even then. You know, if you wanted to trade for Lonzo then, having him in the backcourt, be an awesome defender who just wreaks havoc out there, getting his hands in passing lanes, converting that into transition opportunities. Like, yeah, once you get past the namesake, Lonzo would be awesome. I mean, he is right now uh, with the role that he plays. And yeah. so to put him alongside LaMelo, that'd be really fun. Yeah, Lonzo's dealing with some setbacks on on the injuries right. that he sustained last season. So you'd be taking a little bit of a risk there. I, I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to do it now. I'm not saying that's a possibility. I'm just yeah, saying back then. You're reporting it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying s- to get you aggregated again. Fair, yeah, please do. Yes, Walker Mail says that Lonzo could be in the cards for Charlotte. No, I'm saying that when <laughs> that was reported then, that rumor came out, I was about it. And I was like, hey, bring him on, man. That'd be a fun backcourt pair. Okay, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Colt says, Doug, bring back Malik. Uh, Malik Beasley? Sure, why not? Oh. Who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, there's no other Malik. Mm, Malik Beasley. No, there's, I like no, there's Beasley. absolutely zero chance. He was, uh, I guess, Malik he was the Monk. guy that like shot forty percent from three again, and you know was efficient from the field and averaged That's double fine. digits. They just year. hired. They just yeah. hired Stephen Clifford. You don't hire Stephen <laughs> yeah. Clifford. You know what? You're, Malik honestly, it, Malik as, is... as much as we can go back and forth, you're so right about that. There's just there is zero chance. You you have created an environment where it is zero chance that Malik Monk would ever come back and play for the Hornets. Now, there is one player uh, that Zach brings up that I think could be a possibility a backup point guard would come really cheap. You don't have to pay anything at all. We should trade for DJ Augustine, former Bobcat, wore the racing stripes. Well, I, I thought, 
Well, that's what I thought when we were talking about former Hornets and Bobcats. DJ's still a free agent, right? Or did he, he didn't sign with the team, did he? I don't. I haven't seen anything with DJ so, no. Augustine signing. Yeah, I think played with him in Orlando him. as well. Yeah, I mean, and Cliff Cliff talked about this is no, <laughs> this is not exaggeration. Like he said, DJ Augustine's one of the one of his favorite players, like that he's ever coached. He loves <sighs> DJ, so there's a real shot to be honest. All right, back you. back to the chat here. Casey uh, going out, going way out on a limb here, folks. Jokingly says a big LOL in this one, but I am definitely a fan of drafting Webanyama. Well, that that leads to a pretty interesting topic of you have LaMelo Ball on this team you know your team's probably a little too good you're you're in an awful spot you don't want to be in mediocrity right where you're picking high lottery or just outside the lottery in that 15 if that 15th position you know well you hired not, a coach to win you hired a coach that's no, the yeah. awkwardness no, I know. You've, you've hired a coach and told him like hey if you don't right. if you're not good enough then we're gonna set you free well, that, that's the point, and yet we still don't think they're going to get to a top six spot, right? I mean, that if if I were to ask you to put money down, you're not going to say, yeah, for sure, they're getting to a top six. And you probably also wouldn't say that they're going to be a bottom four team in the Eastern Conference, you know? So either way, it's, it's not a top five pick, and it's going to be tough to get that. My point being is, like, because of what's taken place, you know, you're not, not that you're tanking, but are you really trying to – somewhat punt on this year like it because of what's taken place man like that becomes a, a more realistic possibility than it used to be that's the darkest timeline which you really didn't hit on in, in that first first segment is just that if this is a lost year i mean and it yeah. has the possibility to be that it's sad to say that but if everything goes wrong if they get off to a slow start if everyone is just disinterested and this black cloud continues to hang over this team, if Clipper comes in and just clashes with everyone, which would kind of be hilarious, let's be honest, um, it could just be a, a, a horrible year. Not even thinking about what could transpire that could make the, the, the you know some of the core fans turn away from the team. Um, that it could go bad. It could go bad fast. So we just honestly. Don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably didn't give enough credit to how bad it could go, too. Like, because, yeah, I mean, th there's a possibility you could finish, you know, outside of the play-in altogether. I, I eventually don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. So, so I mean, Vegas has the win-loss set. I believe we said 36 and a half. I mean. 35. Yeah. They had a set of 35. Yeah. I honestly, I think if I, I wouldn't bet a ton, but I might take that under. I said thirty four when I projected. Yeah, you when it, when I guessed on it, like that looked great. It'll be a thought. Here's the thing, though. It'll be a fun thirty four. I think David's right. It, it might be a bad. <laughs> oh, it no. might be bad on the win We're loss back to record. That stage. Oh no! It, it was. Well, you, it was get to, you get to watch us talk about it. I mean, that's gonna be fun. Uh, we, we, were, way, we were there. Lamelo's rookie year. It was a fun thirty four. Like that was. That's what that we was were a fun thirty four. We had a lot yeah. of hope and promise. It what was. if they just if they just start to go bad and they say, "All right, Lamelo, go get yours," and he's just taking uh, you know every shot and throwing every wild pass and just making highlight play after highlight play. I mean, I think, uh, you know, and they end up in a, if they end up in like that mid-level lottery, that's kind of the sweet spot. I feel like to move up, like that's how they've moved up to get LaMelo. You mean like eight place. through 10 or something yeah, like that? Maybe yeah, seven through 10. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, by the way, Zach, who asked uh, the question on DJ Augustine uh, says, Hey guys, been uh, peeping your stream. This is the first time I've been able to tune in. I'm in Western Australia. Awesome. Nice. I love Very the, cool. Love the international shout outs. Uh, if I scroll back all the way to the top, we had a couple of other shout outs uh, from Manila. What's up from Norway? Holler. We've had a couple of uh, Norwegians uh, holler at the show uh, from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil and Western Australia. Love all of the international shout outs. And then what? Oh, he's been a uh, Zach has been a fan of the team Bobcats and Hornets since 2004. Well, let me let me tell you something, Zach. Uh, if you're interested at all in the history of this franchise pre-2004, we have another podcast called Every Hornets Box Score uh, that's uh, hosted on Substack. I'm, I'm trying to get it up on all the podcast apps. We're working on it. Uh, but uh, you can go to everyhornetsboxscore.com and sign up for free and check that podcast out. We actually recorded our second episode. David was on it, and we talked about a game from 2001 
uh, early two thousand. So it was November two thousand and one. It was uh, uh, the the lost season essentially. It was the last yeah. season before they moved to New Orleans. Uh, but really fun episode. We went down down a lot of memory lanes. Um, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Check it out. All right, last one. Uh, did you want to get to anything else, Doug, or did you want to end it there today? Did you have any scrolling? Other I'm scrolling. Let's see. You know what? I think we should just go back to Danny at the ch- Danny on the chat. <laughs> Uh, because he's in a, he's in a really tough place right now. Yeah, We're all thinking yeah. about Danny. Okay. Uh, he is, he's really, he's losing his hope, um, for this team. Danny says, I bet they make a desperation trade at the deadline. Once they realize how ill-equipped they are, it's something really polarizing like Kyle Kuzma. Okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe polarizing, listen, yeah. maybe polarizing, but high fashion. Yeah, Kuzma plus Ubre in the tunnel pregame. Lamelo um, too. You want to talk Lamello. about Lamelo? My God, yeah. and Terry. <laughs> I mean, listen, there are some possibilities there. Listen, if I could just reach out to Danny for one second, just go reach ahead. Out well, Lamello, hold on, just... let me put. Uh, this is serious. I want to put you full yeah. screen here. Yeah, let 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 bring it in for the real thing, Danny. Just uh, <laughs> if I if I could give you a little advice, just step just step away. Just take some time. Go away. We'll be go on here. vacation you for come two back weeks. Whenever you want. Yeah, don't go, watch go. summer league. Don't watch summer league. Uh, <laughs> go on vacation for a few weeks. Maybe come back for the start of training camp. If you want to skip the preseason, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> Just take a little time for yourself. Just a little reflection. And, uh, you know, things will be better. We're going to be here. The community is going to be here for you. We're all always there. So just, that's what I would say. Just take some time. It, it's been, it's been a rough start to the summer. Thank you, David. If wow. you if you find yourself feeling like Danny, then come back to this episode and listen to David's message that it's okay for you too to step away from the Charlotte Hornets and regain some kind of confidence to come back and be a fan of the Charlotte Hornets this regular season. Doug, you got something else, or is it is it time to end? We we finishing it up. I think I've got one okay. final question. Um, scrolling, I just saw. It. Oh man, people are like loading the chat up right now. It's okay. All right, here we go. Last question. You ready? I'm ready. It's another scenario question. Going back to our scenarios. Gotcha. Sonic flip one asks, do you guys ever see a day where Lonzo, Leangelo and LaMelo are all playing together? And if not in Charlotte, where? <laughs> I don't know. I've got one. Oh you answer it. Go ahead, Doug. All right. So I've bumped my head. I'm, I'm laying on the, I'm laying on the kitchen floor. Someone discovers me, but it's far too late. I'm now in a coma. My family is devastated, but within that coma, I still have some consciousness. I'm in a, I'm in a constant dream state. I am now the point guard of the Charlotte Hornets, but I am flanked by all three balls. In fact, we get along so well that they make me an honorary ball. I am now the fourth ball brother. I'm I'm an adopted ball brother. LeVar takes me in as his his own, and we all win the championship together. That's that's the scenario. It's in Charlotte, but it's in my coma-induced dream state. All right, there well, you go. That's I can only imagine the arguments that would take place. I will say yes to this real quick, but I'm going to say they will all three play together. They may have already done this uh, at the Drew League. I'm going to go Drew League Ooh. is the highest possibility. LeVar coaching, I could absolutely see it. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Hornets this Hive Live, this fun Friday. It's fun because David Walker joins us every Friday. He's back from vacation. Danny might need to take a step away. David's already done that, though. So, like, now he's back. He's refreshed. And he's good to talk about some Charlotte Hornets. Me and Doug will continue to be here every single weekday. We're also doing every Hornets box score. If you care about the history of this franchise, find it on everyhornetsboxscore.com. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. Check us out and make uh, make us your first listen. We really appreciate that. Make sure you make your second listen, Locked on NBA. It's your daily 30-minute update on the association. Again, Locked on NBA. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. 